had a little difficulty getting in, but I made it. <laughs> oh, so here we go. So grateful. So grateful to join together on this adventure in Masterful Living. So grateful to have this Oh, this wonderful year unfolding before us, it feels so expansive to me. So much is unfolding, and I know some people are feeling pushed and pressured. And so we're going to gather together and eliminate those pressures. Yes, we are. So we're grateful and thankful to begin with a prayer. Ah, taking a breath of love and gratitude, we're grateful and thankful to open our hearts and open our minds to the highest possibility of love. Opening ourselves to the insight, the wisdom, and the clarity that is truly ours to receive, to know, to accept, to allow. So grateful. In this moment, we are surrendering anything of the past, surrendering any false beliefs, false ideas of ourselves, and we're opening to the higher Holy Spirit self. Our true nature, our true identity is revealing itself to us. We're opening our awareness to receive the clarity that we are desiring, desiring to know Ourselves is free, is pure, is already whole and complete. The truth is already ours and we're willing to accept it. So this is a time of breakthroughs. This is a time of rebooting and realignment. And we're grateful to claim it for ourselves. Grateful to recognize the I am presence is our true nature. Grateful to recognize the perfect love that we already are. Grateful to declare that our time together is a time of healing. It's a time of expansion and clarity, wisdom and freedom. And this is what we are claiming. We're grateful to share the benefits of this expansive time with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. So, welcome to year three. I'm going to do a bit of housekeeping today, uh, and I'm excited to, well, excited to turn off my phone. Got to do that. And I'd love to see just by a show of hands, people who are here now listening on the phone, star two, if you've started reading Pathway of Roses. Star two, please. Just like to know who's been reading that. All right, thank you so much. And uh, if you haven't started with Pathway of Roses, 
uh, and you have any questions, I believe the correct book is in your bookstore. So you can jump into that. We'll start discussing that next week, which I'm looking forward to. I know people have been telling me how much they love it, how grateful they are to know of it. And it's certainly one of my go-to books, so I'm very happy to share and discuss it this year. So I'd ask that people read uh, through Chapter 5, which in, depends on which version you have, but it's not that many pages. They're very small chapters. And <clears throat> they're very rich, so you'll certainly enjoy reading them more than once. And the audiobook is... Uh, I think well done also. So you'll, uh, those of you who like audiobooks, you, I think you'll find that one helpful. And what I would love to start with here is looking at the early lessons of A Course in Miracles. So critical to our healing, all these early lessons about the meaning of things, that everything we see only has the meaning that we've given to it, that our thoughts don't mean anything, that we don't really understand what we see. In my spiritual growth, really comprehending these lessons and Working with them has been so helpful to me because that's how I learned that every time I'm upset, it's only because of the meaning that I've given to it. And if I'm upset, I'm the one that's given the meaning to it rather than partnering up and really perceiving the meaning that is true. And... At first, there's the startling thought, and I know I've talked about this before in classes and in radio shows, but there's the startling thought about living in a meaningless world. And these things, these thoughts are meaningless. How do we really work with that? And... Understanding this as a foundation to the work that we do this year, I think, will really support our growth. Because we can say that we understand this, but if we're still arguing for our limitations, if we're still arguing that our upset is justified, <clears throat> then we don't understand these basic lessons. And there's a reason why Jesus starts with these basic lessons, because they are the foundation. So my invitation is to everyone to be willing to fully comprehend this and live in the knowing of these lessons and to be relentless in weeding out all the places where we have exceptions where we make exceptions, where we make allowances. Because those exceptions and those allowances are the very thing that keep us from experiencing heaven right now. 
And so I think the greatest gift that we can give to ourselves this year is to cut it out, to give it up. <laughs> and that's why this community and having prayer partners, community calls, is so helpful because the weeding of the garden happens collectively and therefore, in my experience, far more effective, far more beneficial because we can collectively weed because a lot of us have the same weeds. So everything only has the meaning that I've given to it. We, this is a meaningless world. How do we understand that? Well, if you're looking at the world and recognizing it's an illusion, it's a projection of our minds, then an illusion is ephemeral. An illusion is not substantial. An illusion is a perception. So it has no meaning because only that which is real has meaning. So we have meaning. And all the people of this earth have meaning. The beings of this earth, there's meaning there. But in our perceptions, in the meaning that we make of things, there's no true meaning there. So it's being able to move into a truly surrendered state. And you've heard me say it so many times that I don't know what anything is for. Just that willingness to say, I, I don't know what anything is for. I, I thought this was for my betrayal. But maybe that's just a perception. If it's upsetting me, it has to be a perception. The meaning that I've made of it, if the meaning is upsetting to me, has to be a perception. But the, the, the real point that I'm making here, because I know that we all comprehend this to some degree, and yet, who among us, myself included, does not feel some upset on a regular basis? So becoming really vigilant for the places in our life where we are totally buying into affirming and cherishing, attached to the meaning that we've made of things. So what I would invite you to do this year is to begin with one thing, the most upsetting, I always think it's go for the biggest bang for the buck, but that's my personality. I, I like to move through things quickly. I'm, I'm like, rip that Band-Aid off. Go for it. Just rip it off. <laughs> uh, rather than that slow, no, 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 no. Just, just let's get it, just get it done. Get her done. So, but that's, if that's not your personality, that's fine. But for me, there's so much value in going for the really gnarly stuff because we clean those things out and then oh so many little things will go with it whereas if you start with the little things well you got to sell little things and to a certain degree it's the same amount of labor because when it comes to false beliefs false perceptions the meaning that we've made of things our opinions and judgments there's just no big or small in the mind of God it's just not 
So we can relinquish that perception and just go for the thought that recurs the most, causes the most pain, the one that feels like the most infected splinter in the mind. And so that's part of the taking stock exercise that we do in uh, the New Year's Intentions classes. And as I had emailed everyone, I am asking you to do all the work in the New Year's Intentions classes to lay a super strong foundation this year. And let's lay the strongest foundation we've ever laid this year because I believe and I feel so strongly that we can make huge changes this year if we are willing. And our collective willingness can be so strong. So laying the foundation of really identifying what are those upsets that are still really agitating us, let's identify them. So you'll have many more than just the ones in that taking stock guided exercise that I do. So let's make a list of them. Let's get really clear what they are. And look at the ones that are really requiring the most of your energy, time, effort, money in managing and coping with. So really looking this year at the downside of not doing the healing work. Let's open our eyes to it. Let's shine the light on that and really go for it this year. Because our awareness really is the tool of our healing and bringing the light of love into the dark places. So in order to do the great expansive work, we there's always some shadow work for us to do. And the way I like to do it, I don't I don't find any value in immersing myself in the shadow. I ha I find that when we do this work partnered up with the higher holy spirit self, we don't fall into a pit because we have the expanded view. We're, we're looking at the shadows for a higher purpose versus what many of us used to do, perhaps all of us, was look at the shadows in order to shore up our grievances. So... Just as a, a starting point, would anybody, I'm going to unmute everyone here, so I'm going to invite you to self-mute on your handset there, and uh, I'm going to unmute everyone here, and if anyone would like to share, everybody's unmuted now, if anyone would like to share uh, what what did they learn? What number did they get? What was the revelation when they did the New Year's Intentions first class with the taking stock?
Jennifer? Hey, Lana. Hey. Well, I remember that night. I was not having a good night. Uh, I was, I was having, I was uh, upset. But my number was pretty high. It was 83. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I remember feeling, a, you know, like, wow, I'm in year three and my number's 83. Yeah. So I found that a little upsetting. And then I went in a little bit into the compare with some of the other shares that were, were going on. But, um, but today, no, I'm not comparing or anything. It's just, that's just what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And do you feel that you are making some real progress in the amount of upset that you used to have in previous years? Yeah. Do you, and even to in, even today compared to that night, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely going to shift on a daily basis. Right. For for all kinds of factors. Too. You know, there's all kinds mm-hmm. of things that factor in. Uh sometimes we feel very vulnerable a particular day could be uh a hormonal day or we could have more or less awareness on a particular day. So there's all kinds of things that feed into that. And with your the list of the upsets did you were there new ones were there old ones what was your sense of it I think my sense of it is they were uh, uh they were different ones and they were the ones on my list now were more just petty things well that's a welcome shift isn't it yes <laughs> i mean to me i would much rather be uh working with petty things than with things that feel uh identity threatening right yeah yeah and you know um i believe it was linda had talked about uh maybe a couple of people had talked about in community calls and different things of recognizing that uh in the past may have been a smaller number now it seems like a larger number, but the recognition is I have more awareness now. So I think before I was deceiving myself and now I have more clarity about really what is the percentage of my investment in these thoughts. And then if we can take this thought, which is very radical in the world of effects, we take the thought of these thoughts do not mean anything, and we apply it to these upsets, and we look at all of them and we say, these thoughts do not mean anything. Just contemplating that, well, higher Holy Spirit self, I am presence. These thoughts do not mean anything. Well, what does that mean? How do I comprehend that? Help me to comprehend that these thoughts of upset do not mean anything. Really going to that level of awareness of being willing to understand that these thoughts do not mean anything. Because I know when I've been upset, 
particularly in relationship issues. And it can be a relationship with a colleague, uh, someone I work with, uh, the bank, uh, family, friends, all kinds of things. If I'm feeling uh, in some way hurt or upset, the thought, these thoughts do not mean anything. What does that mean? These thoughts do not mean anything. What about my feelings? Do my feelings mean anything? It takes us on a journey of really being willing to understand such a fundamental thing to our life because when we're upset, annoyed, and frustrated, most of the time, uh, a lot of people, those thoughts are very meaningful to them because we invest a lot of time, energy, money, attention into them. So they, we must think they have some meaning, some value for us. So Course in Miracles is giving us this distinction between meaning and value. And also between thoughts and feelings. So this is something for everyone to really contemplate and see what your own guidance is. And to begin this practice even more this year that if there's an upset or an irritation, well, these thoughts don't mean anything. So why is it I'm really upset? And to, to, to look at the temptation to go to a friend or a colleague and, and try and share these upsets with them. Or some people are, will do the reverse. They will implode. Some people explode. Some people implode. What is our, what, what is our go-to? Fight, flight. Freeze, nurturing, those are the four that I have found most people go to. Where do we go to and why? Why do we struggle so much sometimes to make our upsets validated? And deciding this is the year we're going to surrender that behavior and transform it through the use of our mind. Because you've all seen that doing the same work together is so powerful. This year, we're focusing on the right use of our mind. What a wonderful thing. Imagine if every day we're all using the right use of our mind all day long. What a gift that would be. Not just to us, of course, but to everyone in our life. Anyone else like to share? Lawrence and Anna Maria, I'm, I'm getting some noises on your line. I'm not sure if you'd like to share or you're unmuted or. Okay. Uh, I got 
Nice. Very nice. And how does that feel? It feels wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And did you notice anything in particular, any kind of pattern or anything to the things that still are capturing your attention in a bother some way? I have noticed that when they come up, I can, I'm aware of them, I, I recognize them immediately. Mm. And I can, I can dismiss them or ask them, ask that they be transmuted. That mm-hmm. it, uh, it, it's I don't, I don't identify with them and I don't get lost in them. And that's, that's the difference. But that's a huge difference. Yeah, it's a a real (laughs) huge, huge shift. Yes. So, uh, would you be, Willing to tell us some of the benefits of that that you're experiencing? Um, well, the uh, fear is gone from my life. Mm. That's a pretty big benefit. Yeah. yeah. And. I don't know, it's just every day there's more and more light. Mm. There's there's more there's more joy. There's more connection. Everything is is better. And I know that whatever happens, it's all good. Mm. That's a wonderful shift because I remember when the first time I spoke with you, uh, you... When you were in year one, you, you've shifted so much. It's quite remarkable. Yeah. So how are you using your time and energy now that you're, you've shifted so much? I am... Trying to make my life a constant prayer. Mm. 
Yes, if we're yes. not driven by fear, we have we can place our attention on many more productive things. Yes. Lawrence, what is the tool that you have found most helpful? Or one of the tools you found most helpful? Making this shift. I guess it was learning to quiet my mind uh, I'm going blank again that's okay <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you very much for that. Very inspiring. Thank you. Thank you to everyone. <laughs> Anybody else like to share what they've gotten from the New Year's intention classes? I will. I Go ahead. Someone else is going? Maybe not. Oh, I, we're getting a little feedback on Lawrence's line. That's what it is. Okay. So, um... So, I... Speak a little bit yesterday, but uh, this is really um, a little bit something else that I realized um, because I was not really focused it whenever we spoke, and so I kind of got mixed up, and I made me realize whenever you continue to speak, and that uh, really made me really uh, I really felt. <clears throat> uh, a, a really strong commitment that I I think at the end of last year I mean I I think I'm not trying to to denigrate myself or anything but I know I feel I did really wonderful work yeah you know, but but as well I do recognize <laughs> it's kind of hard to <sighs> speak. But this is actually the most healing thing for me is when I speak my thoughts and let them go. They're not secret anymore. And so it's yeah. healing. Yeah. It's healing for them. So 
Um, I think I was kind of feeling, I don't know, how to, not good about myself. It, that's not a good way to put it, kind of an egotistical good, you know, in the sense like, oh, I'm doing so well. And I mean, I, I am, I am, but there's another piece too. I feel it. And um, it was really making me uncomfortable when you were speaking. I was realizing, oh, a bit. I, because initially I didn't listen to like the first year classes, the first part of the year. I thought, oh, I've really moved beyond that. I'm like so much better <laughs> than that. And I'm like, and then for some reason I have no idea why I did. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is really helpful. And so I listened to the year one. Well, of course, we all, maybe we all did, but. I listened to year one and, the, you know, all the classes that I could this year. And I'm like, ooh, I I really felt a really powerful, I don't know if it's a commitment to, you know, it's like, you know, I like to watch football. And it's like that when the team is really messing up or whatever, not doing well, losing or whatever, you know, it's not really good examples. It's the same, but... That coaches often go back to the basics, right? And so that was my feeling. Did I need, did I need to go back to the basics and really um, start from the ground up again? Because um, I'm fine where I am, but I'm sure getting here, there were some steps I missed or I didn't, didn't do much on because I was so focused on other steps that I just feel like I want to go back and really um, focus on them again. I'm actually, I actually took, I've never taken the uh, Finding Freedom class. <laughs> and I, I actually took it before this feeling came up. And I, so this is all an indication of like the time thing again, that there's no time because um uh, now I'm going to be able to do that much more. So there. Mm-hmm. And and when you did the meditation, um, I, I wasn't, I think I had an NBC class. I think it was the 18th. I think it was Monday this week. And mm-hmm. so, um, so, and then because I couldn't get the replays until yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and, and I listened to it. And so, when you started, I was like doing things in the basement. And when you started going, and normally, I think oftentimes, I keep doing stuff. And so this time, I didn't. I sat down and I got a book out and I wrote everything down and did it. Because me realized when we were talking, I wasn't sure of my numbers and how I got there that, ah. Uh, I need to focus a little bit more. Well, I would like to focus a little more. I would like to revisit a lot of stuff. And so it it can never hurt. It can never hurt. Mm. Yes, there's a big difference between the just listening and the really being there engaged. Just such a difference. 
and I'm I'm well aware that there are many times for many of us when moving while listening can actually help us to listen more clearly uh, because certain activities are very zen-like. Uh, running, walking, just different things can really help us by engaging the body and getting the body-mind, if you will, out of the way so that the spirit can really focus. And so thinking that, that what, I don't know, it was the meditation or whatever, the five questions you asked. The visioning? Yes. I think you did that before. You do that every year? I do. And so I'm like, I think I've been I think I've heard this before and I don't think I was able to do it well. I mean, I think that I could never connect with myself. And so it was a huge, huge um not at a boy, but it's this huge feeling of, of not relief but Satisfaction. I don't know what it is, but it just felt good. <laughs> That's all I know. And that when I connected, when I tried to connect with myself before, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And this time, I did feel it uh, much, much more clear. Clear, much clearer on what my deep desire and beautiful stuff so um yeah that's a wonderful thing to realize I mean I'm so afraid of it <laughs> I went there it's okay yeah, a lot of people are afraid. It's very, very common for people to be afraid of getting clear guidance because they're afraid they're going to be asked to give up something that they think they want. This is the whole crux of the separation. That's why trust and faith bridge that gap. They get us over that gap. I don't think that there was quite that for me. I think it was the fact that if I seek it, I won't get it. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of trying, but I don't feel, I don't feel I'm capable or something. or something coming up that I feel like I've, because I've tried a couple groups before and nobody, you know, that didn't seem to go move forward and they you know, stopped after a short period of time or never really got going. And I think that's the issue for me. Yeah, I think that's pretty common too, Carla, that people are afraid that it won't work for them. Mm Mm-hmm. And I would say that the 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 fear that it won't work is connected to or based in the fear that we'll be asked to do something or have some clarity about what to do or not to do that will 
be a game changer and we won't like it mm. for any number of reasons. And this is definitely the teaching of A Course in Miracles, that the guidance is always being given to us all the time. It never stops. It's always available to us. And the only reason we don't feel it, perceive it, get it, is that we're un unwilling, we're afraid. And I, I think that's a natural part of the journey for all of us is to release that fear. And it's very much in the fear related to, as of course Miracles would say, that guilt and the feeling that we're going to be punished because we're so guilty. That the guidance will be somehow punishing in some way or disorienting, unpleasant. Or that there will be some revelation of our complete unworthiness. And it all goes back to that guilt. And I will say one more thing, and then I, I think I'll finish. But, and that's the whole list of, of, of feelings of, you know, like the different upsets and disappointment. And I don't remember what they are, but Every almost almost everyone were I I saw them I saw it but they're all they're, more of them were connected to the same thing instead of being mm -hmm. like say, I don't know how many things ten or ten different things I don't know what they were but most all of them probably about eight of them I don't know how many there were eleven but, so. Most of I probably seven or eight of them were like the same. They they looked a little different on the surface, but when I looked at them a little bit deeper, it was really it was the same thing. Most of them were the same thing. It was, so it was like instead of being eleven things, it was like three. Yes. <laughs> so that was great. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you, Carla. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to let Rich and Karen know that everybody is unmuted. And this year, I'm really asking everybody in a more, well, I'll say aggressive way. <laughs> requesting more aggressively to uh, do your contract because when I over and over again at the end of the year when I speak with people uh, one of the the common things I hear is people say I, I when I wrote my contract I had no idea that I could actually accomplish it and I I just, but I, that was my heart's desire, and I cannot believe that it's actually happened and even more. And one of the things, you know, I've, I've heard, um, I don't even know how many thousand or more, certainly more than a thousand uh, sermons by Michael Beckwith. 
And there were a couple that just seared into my mind. And one of them was back in the 90s, I heard him say that he read an article about people who had accomplished amazing, extraordinary, unbelievable accomplishments. And every single one of those people interviewed, when they were asked about their experience, one of the things that they said, every single one of them, according to what he read in this article, what they said, if I had known it was even actually possible for me to accomplish what I set out to do, I would have set my sights even higher. Now, one of the things I notice with Masterful Living Year One, particularly when I first started it, first started teaching it, because I, I, I'm a better teacher every year, and thanks to the people in the classes, in part, they're teaching me how to be a better teacher. And I'm very grateful for that. So in the beginning, when I would ask people to write their contracts, I would say, keep it simple. Keep it focused on the shifts, the internal shifts and changes you'd like to have, and some simple goals, things like that. And people will come with these long contracts, very detailed. I'm going to meditate every day, twice a day, for an hour in the morning, an hour in the evening, seven days a week. And I would say to people, you are setting yourself up for failure. Like, in a week, you'll have broken this contract, and you'll feel like a failure. And then you're going to give up, and you're going to just say, I can't do it. It's too hard. I don't But why are you setting these kinds of goals? How You can't expect to go from having laid on the bed for 10 years to now you're going to be an Olympic athlete. That's why, – why would you even – want to, to make that, that kind of a pressure on yourself. It's insanity. So, But those are just some of the ways that the ego gets us out of the game. So this is why I've learned to be a better teacher about the formulation of the contract and keeping it really focused on the aspiration. How would you like to feel? How would you like to be in your life? And be being as clear about that as possible, articulating that as clearly as possible, and then having some goals that really support that, uh, you know, but having some really meaningful goals that support that, things like, uh, you know, for someone who has uh, candida issues, I'm, I'm really going to heal this candida issue this year. Or for someone who's on a lot of medications and doesn't feel good about it, uh, I'm going to reduce the number of medications. I'm going to have uh, some dramatic healing in the body or some substantial healing in the body. Uh, uh, I, my, my relationship, I'm really struggling with my relationship. There will be peace in my relationship at the end of this year. So some goals that might seem like, I have no idea how that could happen, but the goal is simple enough, it's clear enough, and if we keep giving it to the Holy Spirit every day, there's nothing to prevent it from happening. Really working it. And I was talking about this some 
yesterday in the class. I will be talking about that a lot this year. It's one of the reasons why I'm starting with Pathway of Roses in uh, year two and three and Ascension Pathway classes because uh, it, one of the key points that he talks about in this book is it is time for you to have the life you'd like. And here's how you do it. And these are the fundamental teachings of Jesus right here in this book. Because there's, there's, you can articulate it in different ways, but these are the teachings. These are the teachings, whether it's in A Course of Miracles or Science of Mind or Pathway of Roses or Unity teachings or uh, even uh, a lot of the Buddhist teachings or uh, Hindu, uh, the, these are the fundamental truths about how we create our life. And so we're, one of the things about refining our spiritual studies and awareness is we, we get simpler. Not more complex, but simpler. Because all the subterfuge is falling away. It becomes less meaningless to us, less interesting, less distracting. And the simpler we can get it, then the more powerfully we can live. So I'm asking every single one of you to do that New Year's intentions work more assiduously, more invested in it than you've ever done. Because by now you ought to know the power of it, if not from your own experience, from your prayer partners. Some people don't bother to do a contract. They just keep putting it off and putting it off, and then they just forget about it. But I, I honestly feel it's worth doing. Otherwise, I wouldn't teach it. So, and being aware of these upsets and being willing to really focus this year on, okay, these upsets, dissolving them, resolving them back to the root cause. Because we can do it, let's do it. Especially the primary ones. And having a clear vision for our life. Because having that clear vision is how we're going to bring things into manifestation. And there's... Um, one of the things I notice about uh, a distinct difference, if you will, between a, a Course in Miracles people and sort of new thought science of mind people is, I, I, in my experience, a lot of the science of mind people who also got very enamored of the, um, what was that thing called? law of attraction teachings that people got very enamored of trying to manifest things and they would manifest things and then they'd slip through their fingers that couldn't hold on to them. And in the teachings I received from my own higher Holy Spirit self and what I read in A Course of Miracles and in the teachings of Ernest Holmes and the Masters is we can manifest whatever our, our heart's desire is, whatever we'd like, but if it's a substitute for God rather than for the glory of God, 
that's where we get tripped up. And a lot of the uh, law of attraction people that I, I've really only skimmed the surface. But I did watch that movie, The Secret, 10 or 12 times maybe. And very little of it had anything to do with having a realization of people's divinity. So a lot of people are drawn to manifesting, would like to manifest, but they're also repelled and repulsed by it because they don't wish to go down that road of having false idols. And so one of my goals for us this year is to realize how to let go of the false idols and how to manifest the life you'd like. Because there's no greater gift that anyone can give to humanity than being happy and loving and compassionate and joy-filled and peaceful. Because then wherever we go, if we're standing in line in the post office or at the airport or in the grocery store, we're being of service just by being there. It's a wonderful gift to be happy and joyful. But we've all had so many lifetimes where there was somehow a greater benefit to punishing ourselves, depriving ourselves, and feeling um, like a penitent sinner was the best way to go. So we're, we're still uh, eliminating that from our belief system. And this year I r really would like us to put the pedal to the metal on that. That's why... I'm saying this year we're all focusing on self-love and joy. Anybody like to share anything? Anybody like to share uh, from the New Year's Intention classes or just anything else they'd like to share? I'll be uh, doing prayer partners next week, and uh, I'd like to make some clarifications about prayer partners, because I know most of you have multiple prayer partners. So I, I, you've heard me say this before, but I'm just going to say it again, just a reminder that um, you're the idea is to have one principal prayer partner that you're doing the work in the class with. And I understand we make friendships and we have multiple prayer partners. I certainly have multiple prayer partners. And uh, one of the things that I do personally is I will have individual conversations with my prayer partners when it's we, we can work it out. And then I actually have been part of a, a group, just like your community call. I have my own group that I started of my prayer partners. I just asked all my prayer partners to join into a community call, and we do a community call every week. And in our community call every week, every single person on the call shares. Nobody ever takes a pass. 
and it might be worth exploring this to some degree. Now, our call is 30 minutes, and we have usually got uh, four or five people, usually not more than that. So each person just shares for five minutes, and then they say what their prayer request is. We go to the next person. We don't usually do crosstalk and things like that because we only have 30 minutes. And then on a regular basis, we'll schedule longer calls where we all gather for like 90 minutes. And then we can have uh, more of the crosstalk. And if we would like to have a crosstalk, we can say, we just call the one person up that we'd like to have crosstalk with and just talk with them uh, as we wish. So as we're building this community, I'd like to suggest that when you're participating in a community call, particularly when it's your class's community call, that you make a point of sharing no matter what. Just for a few minutes to share what's up with you, let everybody know what's going on with you, because there are, uh, I always talk to people who don't share at all in the community calls, and some of them would like would like to, but they feel like, oh, they've been silent for so long. How do they get started? And um, it's it's really just to jump in and say, you know, I haven't I haven't shared much over the last couple of years. I've been prayer partners with a bunch of you, and I'd like to be more active in the community calls. So I'm just going to share what's up with me for now. You don't have to catch everybody up on the last couple of years. <laughs> you just say what's up for you right now. And um, I think that that this is a helpful thing for anyone who's kind of been in and out of the community calls. No pressure to catch everybody up. Just stay, share right where you are. That's perfect. That's fine. And on that topic of community calls, uh, my sense is, and I'm certainly open to discussion, but my sense is to have the community call on Saturday after the year two community call. And remember, too, that you're always welcome to participate in all the community calls, year one, year two, year three. You're, and, and a lot of you are doing more of that, which I think is wonderful. It's always wonderful. And what I would also invite you to do is when you share in a year two class or community call, um, less so in a class, but more so in a community call, introduce yourself. And start off, you know, my name is Jennifer, I'm in year three, and uh, I'm really happy to be here with you today. Uh, I love this community. What, whatever feels right to you, but introduce yourself because you might be an unknown entity to them. And uh, I always get this intuitive feeling that the uh, earlier years are happy, so happy when the people who have been on the path are there. It feels supportive. You know, it feels like, oh, there's some people who have done this. And... Um, They can ask you questions, uh, which sometimes they do, particularly at the beginning of the year. So I think that's really lovely when you join in on the other community calls. And 
any thoughts or questions about that? So the time would be Saturday at 10.30 a.m. Pacific for year three and Ascension Pathway combined and at uh, 1.30 Eastern. It feels like sometimes we've done it on a morning during the week. Sometimes we've done it on a Sunday. I'm open to having it whenever you would like to have it. So you can also have a collective conversation in the Facebook group, which is Masterful Living Year 3. Uh, I don't start a new Year 3 each year. It's the collective Year 3, just like it's the collective Year 2. And... Uh, Any thoughts or questions about community call? All right. So I will be... Uh, doing prayer partners next week and we have class next week and then uh, Venerable is pretty much going to be teaching the third Tuesdays of the month and so uh, we'll be having classes uh, three times a month uh, with and then once a month with her for four classes uh, in addition to all the year two and year one classes. In, in the Ascension Pathway? Okay. So we have, we're going to have Ascension Pathway class on, I'll be sending out an email with details. Tina's very sick with a cold, very, very sick, so prayers for Tina. And um, we're going to have class 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, for now, this week and next week. And I'd rather not answer questions about Ascension Pathway in this class. Is they mixed or what's – can you – is that a question we put in hold to? <laughs> Doesn't matter. What about prayer partners? Is, is that what you asked? Is that a mixture of people too, or like like before you mix two and two and three? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your answer. It doesn't matter. It'll be what it is. All right. Anybody else like to share their uh, experience in the first New Year's Intention class? Or how you're feeling this year? Hi, Jennifer. This is Rich. Hey, Rich. I just would uh, add this thing, uh, just in the spirit of letting you know where we're What's going? What's up? And I'll just be brief. The 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 things that 
that I'm looking at and trying to really keep in the forebrain are the the um, the lessons we don't know what anything is for. Uh, all things are lessons God would have us learn, and uh, we know that uh, we're taught that when negative feelings or unpleasant feelings or anxieties come up, this, these are all something that's come up for healing. So we're in kind of a challenging situation and uh, here. Some people know about that. And so um, what I want to keep my intention on is those three things that I mentioned and to stay in the flow of love. So that's, uh, as we've said frequently, that's a minute-to-minute choice. Yes. <laughs> so uh, just, just saying that. So just in the spirit of sharing where we're where we're at and what, what I'm where I'm at and what I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, some people are experiencing some very minute to minute challenges. There's no question about that. But the thing that's important to me is that I've I've been saying, you know, we're we're in the middle of something, you know. And we have mm. to believe that it's going to turn out well, even though it may seem very frightening and threatening and argumentative or whatever right this moment, that we know that this is something that's called for healing. Holy Spirit has given us this opportunity for a reason, and that yeah. reason is good, even yeah. though it may not feel good right now. Yeah. And we're just in the middle of a movie, you know, so <laughs> it's going to turn out good. We just have to hang in there with it and try to keep our faith there and to know that uh that all things are lessons God would have us learn. Indeed. You know, Rich, um, because you're in a unique situation and you're with Karen and mm-hmm. um, you're both in the class together, what I would suggest, it just came to me, that might be supportive of you both now is to read small bits of the pathway of roses to each other. Mm-hmm. Just a way of recentering and uh, getting more clarity because uh, there's a lot that he talks about in terms of shifting circumstances. Mm-hmm. So, well, we can certainly do that. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a intuition that that could be be comforting and expansive. Mhm. Mhm. Good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, our hearts are certainly with you. Anybody else like to share? Well, this is Anna Marie. I would like to ask. I'm not. I have no clarity on this. What What is the ascension pathway? Is that a type of class or something? Yes, and I uh, I went over that quite a bit at the end of the year last year. And um, why don't you and I talk about that uh, offline? Unless other people are. Mm-hmm feel unclear about it. Yeah. You know, I had actually uh, the end of the year and the beginning of the year, 
is very dis, uh, disorganized. I did not get everything. I, uh, mm. I had a big challenge with my computer. I had oh. also uh, pneumonia in between. And, oh. uh, it just uh, is a little bit in shambles, <laughs> and I'm trying to put the pieces together, and um, so it uh, it just takes a little time until everything is uh, clarified and organized for me. I totally understand, and you know what, Anna Marie, I could call you right after the class. Oh wow! Yeah, if that works That's for lovely. you. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, you sound well now. It sounds like you came through yes. the pneumonia. I did, and uh, it was like a miracle how fast I came through. You know, mm. even I mean I was very exhausted, but I, I just it just it just healed very fast, amazingly. I was oh. very grateful and still am. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, if no one else has something they'd like to share, I'm going to close us out with a prayer and play a song. So I'm going to uh, just uh, mute everyone here and moving into that space of deep gratitude, so grateful for each other, so grateful for this loving community, so grateful to surrender that which no longer serves us and to step into the light of our own being. So grateful right now to consciously once again, partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and to recognize the mighty I Am presence is leading us and guiding us in each and every moment. It is our higher Holy Spirit self. It is our guardian angel. It is the truth of our being. And what I know for each and every one of us is that we are stepping into that complete willingness to live as our true selves, to walk on this earth as masterful beings in that high octave of light that is our natural state. What I know and claim for each and every one of us is the falling away of that which no longer serves, the falling away of false identification and false beliefs with ease and grace, a true healing on all levels physical, emotional, mental, etheric, we are willing to be our true selves and to see the truth about all of our brothers and sisters. We're grateful and thankful to announce our willingness and to share the benefits of our healing, our expansion, our clarity with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we joyfully let it be. We let it be. And so it is. Beloved I am. Amen. And the song I'm going to play, you may have heard it in the year one class or the year two class this week. Uh, the song of the week is Something's Calling Me by Jamie Lula. And I... 
I, I, I know Jamie personally, uh, and I always love this song. It's a very heartfelt song. And I'm going to put the video uh, in the Facebook group as well. Jamie Lula, Something's Calling Me. Thank you. 
passion's calling me a little bit deeper than I've ever been before. My faith keeps calling me a little bit deeper than I've ever been I've never been 